With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption in logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com insights. Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thank you for tuning back in. We always try to be here every Tuesday and Thursday with a new show where we interview people who are doing really cool things as entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, business leaders, and some people who work inside big companies but who have that entrepreneurial spirit. And we always try to walk away with uh, you learning something new and me learning something new and and the guest having a great time sharing their knowledge. So if uh, you're a regular listener to the show, thanks for tuning back. If this is your first episode... Welcome. Check us out on Facebook. We have a Facebook page at Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. We also have a Twitter handle at Cool Podcast. Check all that stuff out and uh, contact me and let me know what you think about the show. If you really like the show, do me a favor. Jump over to iTunes and leave a review because you know what? When someone leaves a positive review on iTunes, it makes my whole day that much better. So today, we are going to talk to someone who is a style and wardrobe consultant. Now, as an entrepreneur, and especially I'm, I'm in a techie town here in Austin, Texas, a lot of people think style and wardrobe, come on, dirty shorts and a t-shirt that I got for free at some trade fair, that'd be great. But really, how we make an impression, no matter whether it's online or in person, wherever we are, really does matter. And Jean Lefebvre is one of the smartest people around when it comes to this image, style, and wardrobe. And she is the, the owner and founder of Panache Style and Wardrobe Consulting. She's here in Austin, Texas, and I always like talking to her. And I'll tell you what, she's going to share not only her entrepreneurial journey, but I bet some things about style that we all should know if we're working in the business world. So, Jean, welcome to Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Tom. Thank you for having me as your guest today. Oh, this is great. So I told everybody a little bit about what you do, but, but why don't you tell people kind of the ins and outs of your business? Okay. I founded Panache uh, to provide some practical knowledge for people on putting together a wardrobe for whatever they term their success would be. And so I do individual client consultations, and I also do seminars on all aspects of what it takes to be well-dressed. Uh, as a matter of fact, panache comes from a French word that means a stylish, original, and very confident way of doing things that makes people admire you. So that's why I named my company that, because I want people to admire my clients because they're dressed the way they want to be to make themselves look fabulous. So who is sort of your typical client? Who comes to you and says, I need, I need help with this? Well, I'll tell you, my range of clients has been as young as nine <laughs> and as old as 80, believe wow. it or not. Yes. Um, I kind of think, think at 80, I'm just going to say, I don't care. 
Well, it depends. I mean, some people find themselves single at 80 and ready to enter the <laughs> dating scene again. <laughs> That's right. And, um, you know, they may want to spruce up their look. But in general, my clients are either what I call uh, professional people or people who are on have a purposeful life in some way or another that, that it requires that they dress um, to have some sort of either power, authority, or team building, uh, I guess you would call it moxie, in their dress. <laughs> so here in Austin, Texas, I mean, this show is listened to around the country and beyond by a lot of entrepreneurs. But here in Austin, we have a lot of, of tech people. Do you, do, are some of your clients sort of those tech entrepreneurs who are wanting to make sure that whether they're raising money or leading their team or making sales, that, that they have that right look? Yes. Uh, a lot of people transition really from either the back office or working out of their homes to either having to raise money for their ventures or they get into, and, and nonprofit is a huge community in Austin, so I have a number of people who are in the nonprofit industries. And then uh, people who are really wanting to move up from a, an employee worker sort of position into management or even senior management. And I have worked with a number of companies uh, with individuals that they want to promote, but it's like, oh, that person just does not have the look and we got to fix that. They need a little panache. They need a little panache. (laughs) They do. So why is it important for people who are in business to really think about what what it is you teach. I mean, what's what's the key what's the key payoff if they if they pay attention to what you teach them? Well, to start with, in less than two minutes, and you can actually argue now with how quickly our visual stimulation happens. Uh, you can say in about eight seconds, people make a determination about whether they want to get to know you better. And your visual presentation is 93% of that. Not just how you're dressed, but how you present yourself. But people look at you and want to know, are they enough like me that I can see if I want to begin to trust them or to get to know them better to see if I can trust them. So having a personal image is actually what we call it now, and we take a lot of care with our personal brands online. But the primary personal brand you have is the one you're walking around in. And mm-hmm. and so how you're dressed and how you look has everything to do with that. And I don't mean that it that you put on a suit. That's like the most false idea of getting becoming well dressed. Um, it's really dressing from the inside out, dressing for your goals and who you want to attract as your public. So personal image and style and wardrobing has everything to do with what someone is trying to accomplish in their life. So do you have an equal amount of, of customers who are men and women? I have more women, uh, but I was raised in the men's clothing industry. That's what my dad did for 62 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I worked at the store 
and I have about 30% of my client are men. So you know what it is to have a, to make a sharp-dressed man then, right? I do know what it is to make a sharp-dressed man. <laughs> so, so looking back at your LinkedIn, I was looking at your resume. You've worked in the trade show business. You've been an interior designer. You've worked in sales. You've worked in nonprofits. What led you to go out on your own and start Panache? Well, as an interior designer, I was um, a solopreneur for many years. And I actually, truth told, I don't make a very good employee. <laughs> well, a lot of people who come on this show do say that after they work for themselves, they become sort of, you know, chronically unemployable. I, I, I am. I've, and my friends have the rule to lock me in a closet until I come to my senses if I say I'm going to take a job. It just doesn't work. I'm, I'm just too independent. Um, I like the idea of projects that have a beginning, middle, and end. Um, it's just much more satisfying for me. And as a creative person, it's natural for me. Um, first as an interior designer and now as a, a personal stylist, it, it suits me to be able to do the work that I love with people who want what I have to offer. Um, in a job, you just don't have that kind of freedom of choice. So what do you love? Well, go ahead. Now, also, I love fashion, but I didn't want to just sell clothes. Gotcha. I wanted to help people find the joy and confidence in the act of getting dressed. Well, and, and this way you can go to all the stores, not just the one you would work at. Yes. <laughs> and and that is a lot of it because, you know, people come in all shapes and sizes and no one store can fulfill what that person needs. And no one store has the price ranges that work with people's budgets because I tell my clients that great style has no size, age or price tag. Hmm. And and you can I can shop high or low. It doesn't matter to me or in between because I can make somebody well-dressed whatever their budget is. I love that. Let's repeat that. Great style what? Has no side, size, age, or price tag. That is, that is awesome. I love that. <laughs> Isn't it I, awesome? I think and that it's is, true. I think, and besides that, it's true. I think that is fantastic. <laughs> so what do, you, what do you love about this life of being a solopreneur, of doing your own thing? Oh, well, um, the first thing is, is getting to really make a difference in people's lives. Um, seeing a client's opinion of himself or herself uh, transform by dressing them in clothes that are flattering and make them feel relaxed and confident is really everything to me. Um, they become more successful in business and in their personal lives when they feel good about how they look. You know, it's just a lot of people don't dress well because they literally have no idea of how, so they don't even try. Sure. No, I, I can understand that. So, yeah. so you love that, but are there ever those days, I mean, you said you've got your friends on guard to make sure you don't go take a job. Are there ever those days where you think, this is hard, I'm tired, I just want to go get a job, and behind your friend's back, you would go look for one. Do you ever have bad days? Well, no, I'm always happy. No. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both, right. Um, well, the challenges are being solo. And one of the things that I've had to do is to find groups that I can be part of so that I'm not lonely. <laughs> it can be very lonely. Yes, because even if you're 
around people all the time who are your clients and even your peers, that's not necessarily your, I can let my hair down group and, you know, I'm having trouble doing this. Can you help me out? Or I just need to complain for a few minutes. Could you listen? You know, that's (laughs) anyway. So the challenges are the biggest challenge for me was discovering that I didn't need to be alone. Sure. And 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 then finding uh, people and groups that I could join that would give me the support I need. I also the thing I don't love but I continue to do is those 3 a.m. when I am um, doing the final edits on a newsletter or a blog. It's like, oh, please, you know, (laughs) I'm too old for this. (laughs) Can't I just outsource this to my employee or something? Yes. And even if I do outsource some of this, I still have to be the one who's got to make the final decisions. Right. Because it's me. Right, right. So what what advice do you have for somebody then? If they're listening and they're saying, gosh, I can so relate to Gene. I, I don't want to work for anybody. I, I just want to go do my own thing. I'm creative. I, ca- I could do this. What advice do you have for somebody who wants to jump out on their own? Um, have a long-term plan to take your passion from a dream to reality and financial success. And include in that surveying what is wanted and needed because just because you love it doesn't mean everybody else wants it. Mm. That's one of the biggest success points I think I've had is finding out what people need and want and what they'll pay for. That also hits the crossroads of my passion because if you're not either being if you're not being financially successful, it means be, that you're not reaching people. It, it's not just a financial success is, is not a measure of you winning the game. It's whether or not you're reaching the people to deliver what you want to deliver to them. So if you're not making money at it, it's like it isn't just financially unsuccessful. It's like your purpose is not being fulfilled. So having the money and the resources that you need to get you up and going, um, a professional marketing plan, website, social media management, administrative assistance, um, other types of support before you like jump in the deep end of the pool is a big deal. So how important do you think networking is for someone who wants to leap out and start their own business? How important is it to be connected with people? Everything. It's everything. My network supports me. Um, when I have upsets and challenges, um, it cheers for me when I'm winning. Um, like you were talking about the comments that you get on your podcast. It's like that's the at a girl or at a boy that keeps us going. And, and then, of course, the business that it brings me is such an affirmation of the mission of my work. Oh, I mean, my business business is almost 90% word of mouth. And so without without the network, both of people who have seen me speak or have worked with me in the past or just my friends who tell their company, hey, I know a guy who could really knock out our our employee meeting and make it fantastic. Without that type of feedback, I I wouldn't even be in business. Right. 
Yes, and what I do is so personal, so personal. People don't realize when they hire me that I'm getting ready to see their closet. (laughs) Are you like the people on TV? You make them lay it all out? No, I don't do that. (laughs) Um, What I do is kind of a unique way of operating. I don't go in and just uh, rape and pillage your closet. (laughs) I just don't. I, I usually work with the person to find out what they want to accomplish. Um, it's called a style appointment. And then we look to see if there's anything in the wardrobe that actually fulfills that, and we make some outfits. And then a shopping list and and fulfill what they're trying to do in the present and future because the closet is usually more of a history lesson. Oh, and interesting. It's not where they want to go. It's where they have been. So let's talk just a little more about the networking thing. So I imagine you have some really good examples of how clients have referred their friends or friends have referred people to be clients. What's some real-life networking that has worked out to be beneficial to the growth of your business? Well, some real-life networking. Um, I'm a member of the Metropolitan Breakfast Club. Awesome organization. Awesome. And I'm called Miss Spiffy (laughs) because every week I give out the Spiffy Award. Of who looks really great that week. I don't. Is that new? I don't remember that. I haven't been in um, a while. I, well, I, it may have been new since you were there. But so I've anyway. spoken. I've spoken for them two or three times, but it's probably been yeah. a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. I think the Spiffy Award is is new. I just I just started it as a tagline that um, if somebody hasn't said you look really spiffy lately, you should probably give me a call. <laughs> and then it it evolved into the Spiffy Award, and now that's just a big deal. You know, I found out actually people are like, they come up to me and like want to talk to me and see if they win the Spiffy Award that week, and it's very cute. (laughs) Um, But, so that group has been amazing. Um, I'm also uh, have a number of people who do private label clothing sales, and I do seminars for for their clientele. And they call me to help them build their business, and 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 I'm thrilled because they they have sent me untold numbers of of clients. <laughs> it's it's been a, a real win win for everybody. So, Gene, I've got more questions for you, but first, I have to thank the sponsor of this episode. So, this episode okay. is brought to you by Podfly Productions. Podfly takes the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. Podfly sets you up with the right equipment training, and guidance to ensure that you sound amazing. Podfly does all the heavy lifting and the technical work so that you can focus on creating great content, growing your audience, and interviewing cool people like Gene LaFave. Hey, if you want to start a podcast, jump over to podfly.net slash cool things and check out the offer that they have for the listeners to this show. So Gene, I call the show Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. What is the coolest thing that you're doing in your business right now? Well, I'm learning Instagram. Ah, (laughs) that's good. (laughs) Well, it is. And it's also a major reality check on my level of confidence because uh, what I'm learning to do is photo montages of what I'm wearing so that I can use that as an inspiration and guide for my clientele and people who follow me and kind of have to get over what you're 
look like. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're not like you're not like the fourteen year old girls who just want to take a selfie every five minutes. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> but it's really, really cool. And um, you know, women of a certain age, and that definitely is me, um, really are not catered to on the style magazines and 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 neither are men of a certain age so uh you might find me uh, calling on on older gentlemen to be photographed as well uh, <laughs> as style style ideas and style icons for for people who are over 40 so how can people find you on instagram what's your handle Oh, well, it's not up yet. Okay. I'm sorry. That's all right. I'm still working on that one. But I'll tell you what, they can find me through the website, and pretty soon they'll see that little Instagram icon that they can go sign up. (laughs) Excellent. Well, I love to ask the people who come on this show who it is as an entrepreneur that they admire, because I think great entrepreneurs want to do more than just grow their business. I think great entrepreneurs, I think they're observers. So I think they're always watching. Who else is out there doing something cool? So who is it that you see where you think, wow, they're crushing it? Ah, well, there's a couple people that I really like. Um, one of them is a guy by the name of Ari Seth Cohen. Um, he started out being inspired by his grandmother, who was a very stylish woman. And he just loved how she celebrated life by dressing well. And he started taking pictures of amazingly dressed older people. Well, two books and hundreds, if not thousands of photographs later, he's got a video with Iris Apfel, who is a style icon for, you know, she's 95. Yeah. Anyway, and and it's just, it's it's a very inspiring book because it, it or two books, because he's he's taken the whole idea of fashion and really set it on its ear because it has everything to do with people who are stylish who are pretty much over 60. Um, another person that I really, 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 well, another company that I'm real excited about in Austin has nothing to do with my industry is Cafe Josie. They've gone to this um, experience type dining where they have a 25 item tasting menu that you buy. Um, for $40, and it's all you can eat off of the tasting menu. And the food is amazing. It's just, I mean, it's just like it's a whole new way of having a restaurant. That's awesome. Yeah. That's and awesome. Um, I think one other one is a woman by the name of Laura Del Villaggio. She is, believe it or not, in Austin, Texas, a custom milliner. She makes fabulous hats. And she's taken her training, which was, you know, from the millinery school in New York, where they're, you know, like since the beginning of time. And she teaches classes and she makes hats and um, she posts online. And, and you know, I, I really like the integrity of her business and her artisanship. But Austin is full of artisans. That's what I love most about <laughs> Austin, really. So the last question that I ask everybody is, in addition to being observers, I think great entrepreneurs want to do more than make money also. They, they, they want to make their mark and leave, leave, leave something behind. So I love to ask people, what is it that you do to give back to the greater good? 
Um, my hot button is education for those who have either had difficulty completing their education or finding a career that will support them. Um, in this town of plenty, there's plenty of those who don't have. And the disparity is a sad thing for how much wealth and education we do have here. Um, I've been on the board of Austin Can Academy, which is a charter high school that um, helps people get an education no matter really up, up to about age 24. They can go and complete a high school education, not a GED, but a high school education. Um, Austin Community College's continuing education program um, is also one of my favorites for people who are not only, I mean, may, they may have college in their future at some point, but what they need to do right now is get going to where they can make a livable wage in Austin, which is nowhere near what our uh, minimum wage is. Right. And then finally, the Goodwill educational programs where they're now, uh, there's no limit. There used to be a national limit of age 26 for before somebody could get that somebody could get a high school diploma. Did you know that? No, I didn't. I didn't know that. Yes. Well, they've actually gotten the law change, and they can deliver high school diplomas to people who complete the curriculum from anywhere from 26 on up. The difference in income from somebody who has a GED versus a high school diploma is $12,000 a year. Mm-hmm. And, and that's just the beginning. So my passion is really education truly for everybody, and there are a number of organizations that, that do that. So, well, that's awesome. Thank you for, for giving back in that way. That is so, I mean, it's so important because it, it helps not just, you know, today, but it helps the next generations and it changes families. So that's a great cause. Yes, so, Gene, I want to thank you so much for being a guest here on Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. If somebody listened to this and they need to find out more about, you know, about Gene Lefebvre and about Panache, uh, you know, style and wardrobe consulting, how do they find you? Well, our website is www.panacheimages.com, and that's P-A-N-A-C-H-E-I-M-A-G-E-S.com. And they can go there and sign up for my blog, which comes out a couple of times a week. And they can also sign up for my monthly newsletter. And then, like I said, pretty soon they're going to be able to follow me on Instagram. Well, I'm looking looking forward to that. So that's great. (laughs) Excellent. Well, thank you again for being on the show. And thank you to everybody for tuning in. Jump over to panacheimages.com and find out more about Gene Lefebvre. We are going to be back in a couple of days with an interview with somebody just as cool as Gene. But in the meantime, I want you to go out there and have a great day. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at, at TomSinger. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.